The Joel Com Show, Episode 2. Launch sequence activated. The Joel Com Show, featuring internet pioneer, New York Times best-selling author, and international speaker, Joel Com. Helping you grow your business, live life today, and do good stuff. Here's the man who isn't afraid of flying monkeys, your host, Joel Com. Not only am I unafraid and not intimidated by the flying monkeys, but I've got those little critters under my dominion. A whole squadron of them are at my beck and call. Now, I've got your attention, right? And in this episode of the Joel Com Show, I'm going to talk to you about how you can get attention to your business, your product, your service. There's a lot of voices out there that are clamoring to be heard and noticed. I'm going to give you the secret to how to get it done. Also on this episode, do you know who you are? (laughs) We're going to talk a little bit about who you're not. And I'm not really talking about the person that you see in the mirror. I'm talking about something else. And I think you're going to find great value in it. We're going to review a little bit about the first week of my podcast. uh, And I took a survey of my listeners and my readers. And I discovered the number one thing that people aren't doing in order to have the success that they want to have. It may surprise you. So there's a lot of good stuff coming up. Stick around for this episode of The Joel Com Show. What's hot right now? Here's Joel with his latest thoughts and opinions. And welcome back. This is going to be the second best 20 minutes of your day. It's up to you to figure out what the first best 20 minutes are. And I'm humbled and grateful that you joined me here today. My purpose, of course, is to inspire and equip entrepreneurs everywhere to live passionately and with purpose. I really enjoy doing this podcast, and after my first week of doing so, I am so overwhelmed by the wonderful response that I've gotten from people who are just happy that I'm back, that I'm broadcasting again, and that I'm sharing my life with you via this broadcast. And so I'm excited once again to sit down behind the microphone here in northern Colorado with a beautiful view of the Rocky Mountains outside of my balcony. It's a great place to live, very inspiring. And I did something last week. I sent out a survey to my readers of my blog and, uh, of course, invited those of you who have heard the podcast as well. And I asked a lot of different questions about the problems that you're having with your business, about the topics that you wish that I would cover in this podcast and on my blog. And I noticed that there are people that are really struggling. There's a lot of you out there that are trying to build your business, and some of you are just having a hard time with the basics, getting started, and that's okay because that's a really hard hump to get over. And then there are those of you who are doing a lot of the things that you've learned over the years, but you're still struggling. And what I discovered is that there is a correlation between the people who are struggling and those who do or don't go to live events conferences, workshops, seminars. The discovery is is that those who do not go to events to have continuing education and to network with others tend to struggle more than those 
who do. Now, these are my initial findings, and I intend to cover this more in a future podcast and perhaps on my blog as well. But for now, something to consider. Now, do you know who you are? Well, stick around, and I'm going to tell you right after this. Hi, this is Ray Edwards from RayEdwardsPodcast.com, and you have chosen wisely. You're listening to The Joel Com Show. This is not a drill. Created with your own set of passions, talents, skills, abilities, and personality, you bring unique value to the world. Here's Joel with something that will encourage and help you in your business and your life. The question is, is do you know who you are? Do you have a handle on your identity as a person? And you know, a lot of times we ask people who they are or what they do, and the first inclination is to say, well, this is, you know, here I am in my physical body, and I'm Joel, and this is me, and I'm five foot 10 and 185 pounds, 190 if I'm gonna be honest, and I've got dark hair and glasses, and sometimes I've got facial hair, and, and uh, you know, and that's what we look like, but that's not who we are. And addressing this question of, who we are really begins with understanding who we're not. You know, we're not what we do. Who are you? Well, I am a teacher. Well, that's something you do. I am a parent. Well, that might be true, but that doesn't define who you are. You are not what you do because even what you do changes. Boy, if I was what I do, then in one season of my life, I was a student. In another season of my life, I'm a DJ. In another, I'm an internet entrepreneur. And even within that realm, there's so many different things that I've done. You're not what you do. You're also not who other people say you are. People might perceive you and judge you to be someone based on a few things. One, their experience with you, which could be limited, or their own personal biases, their own preconceived notions. You know, I know what it's like to be put in a box, and I'll bet you do as well. I know what it's like to be judged, and I bet you do as well. And it's not fun. Nobody likes to be put in a box, or from the uh, the sage film Dirty Dancing, nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> We are not who other people perceive us to be. Certainly, we can get insights into how our behavior and our words and actions might impact others, but we are not defined by what other people say we are. We're also not what we've done in the past. We are not the sum of our mistakes. If we were, boy, wouldn't that be awful? A lot of us have made some pretty serious mistakes. In fact, I think if we're honest, we could all say we've made some pretty big mistakes and we want to kind of leave that behind us and we don't want to be defined by those mistakes. Well, the good news is you're not. Now, those of you who have followed me for any amount of time know that I believe each person is uniquely created by God for a reason. I don't believe that there's mistakes. I don't believe that anybody is here by accident. I think that we're here with purpose, and I think that we are created with certain passions, talents, skills, abilities, that when we combine those with our personality and this earth suit that we wear, this skin that we wear, that also doesn't define us, but when that's mixed in uh, and all put together, what comes out is somebody unlike 
anybody that's ever existed before or ever will exist again. And I think so many people don't understand just how unique and special they are. Now, this can sound trite, but it's, it's essential to understanding the value that we can bring. Think about it this way. If you were to look at a watch, not one of the new digital watches, let's take one that has all the various moving parts, the cogs and the gears and the, the hands on the face and the numbers and the backing, all of those pieces of that watch are essential for that watch to keep perfect time. If you remove one of those tiny little gears that keeps the hands on the face of the watch moving, guess what? you have ceased to keep time. And in the same way, I believe that each person brings a unique value that helps us, well, keep time, if you will. And in fact, I would go so far as to say that if you are not using your passions, your talents, skills, abilities, your personality, and your very presence to express that uniqueness and bring value to the world around you, whether it's in your, your family, with your friends, in your local community, in your state, in your country, or around the world. If you're not doing that, then you are doing the rest of us a disservice because you are a gear that without which we're not keeping time perfectly. So I would encourage you to know who you are, to accept the value that you have, and go make a difference in the world. Engaged. And now here's Joel with today's featured story. How exactly do you get attention? Well, as I was driving down the street, I passed by a Chick-fil-A the other day. It's just one block away from where I live. And there on the corner was a dancing cow. Now, it wasn't a real cow. You know that. It was a person in a suit. Uh, we know them as sign dancers. Only the more clever of the restaurants and establishments will have somebody in a costume because it gets attention. And I love the dancing cow when I drive by Chick-fil-A and I usually will put my hand out the window and wave and they'll wave back. Now, <laughs> that's one way to get attention. Now, before you go out and get a cow suit and begin dancing on street corners, I'm just trying to make a point here that getting attention is a very difficult thing to do in today's world. So much so that people are dressing up in cow suits and dancing in order to get people to their store. While that's very clever, you don't have to do that. There are other ways to get attention. And we do this through the stories that we tell. Since each of us are unique and bring unique value, there is a way to tell the story that doesn't follow the same pattern as everybody else. See, I think often we fall into the trapping of saying, okay, what's working in my particular niche or industry? And by the way, it is niche and not niche. And those of you who think otherwise, well, you're just wrong. <laughs> We do press releases, we send out news, and we try to mimic those who are doing it successfully. I would submit to you that that is the wrong way to go about it. First of all, that's thinking inside the box that somebody else has created, and basically what you're saying is, well, we want to be like them. Well, if you are like them, 
then why is there a need for what you're doing? The fact of the matter is, is that what you're doing is somehow unique and different from what your competitors are doing. Therefore, you need to take a different approach. Now, for those of you who saw the movie The Matrix, you'll know exactly what I mean when I say this phrase. There is no spoon. If you haven't seen it, then go rent it. It's worth seeing the first film. The second one was a complete disaster, and the final in the trilogy at least ended up well. But the first Matrix movie is fantastic. It's a mind blower. Well, there is no spoon, but in terms of thinking outside the box, how about we think in these terms? There is no box. See, where your ideas and your story are concerned, why constrain them to a box at all? Let's forget about whether we're thinking inside or outside of the box and just say, there is no box. And as I look back over my history of now 18 years in the internet business and I look at my greatest successes, what I've discovered is that with each one of those successes, I've told a story. And the story has been something that is connected with people in a unique way. Not always the most direct route to the product or service that I'm discussing, but it all starts with a story. For example, I didn't write an AdSense book because I thought, hey, if I write a book on AdSense, I could sell a lot of these and make a lot of money. No, the book came from my own success with Google AdSense. When I went from 20 or so dollars a day to over $500 a day, and I shared that story with friends and associates. I remember sharing it with Chris Perillo of LockerGnome.com, and I sent him an instant message, and I said, Chris, you need to change LockerGnome and use AdSense on your site like this. You'll make more money. Well, at that time, he responded with that he didn't have time for that. Okay, fine. The next day, bling, I get a little instant message, pops up, it's from Chris, and in all capital letters, it says one word, DUDE, with a big exclamation point at the end of it, and I instantly knew that he was making more money. Well, because of the response I got from him and other friends like Dave Taylor, who were learning from my strategies and making more money, I wrote a book. The book came from my own success, and I merely told my story in my sales letter and in the book. And because it was authentic, and it was real, and it was working, it resonated with people. So always start with your own story. Look at your own successes and your failures. Look at your life and think, what value can I bring by telling my story? You know, when it came time to turn that ebook which had sold thousands of copies, into a traditionally published book, again, I found a way to tell a unique story with it. It began with the book cover and the title. Once I decided that the title of the book would be called The AdSense Code, because it was all about the code that you place on your website to have contextual ads that you get paid for every time people click, I have very limited Photoshop skills, but with what little I knew, I found a copy of Dan Brown's Da Vinci Code, an image of the cover of the book, and I used the Photoshop tool to cut out the Mona Lisa face and put my eyes in its place. And as a joke, I sent the cover to my publisher, David Hancock at Morgan James Publishing. It was a joke. He wrote back and he said, I love it, let's go with it. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, not only did I not want to get sued by Dan Brown and his people, but uh, I was just joking about it. He persuaded me to go with it. And then we proceeded to tell the story by releasing the physical copy, the physical traditionally published book, the AdSense Code, on the very same weekend that the Da Vinci Code movie with Tom Hanks opened up in the theaters. Again, we took what could have just been a simple book release, did a parody cover, which was really a play on words, the AdSense code, the Da Vinci code, and the fact that we actually have code that we put on our pages, and we timed it perfectly for our news to go out the very same weekend that the Da Vinci code was getting attention, and the book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now, there are other parts of the marketing that played a role in the book selling so well, but I like to think that the clever cover, the parody, and the fortuitous release of the book on the same weekend of the film had something to do with it. How about another example? When I released my best-selling app, iFart. Yes, I, when people still find out that I'm the guy that created the novelty application, iFart Mobile, they're like, ah, I've got that, or my kids have that, or if it's a woman, they might say that my boyfriend or my, my husband pranked me with that. Anyway, they're always tickled to find out that I'm the guy that did that. When the app was released, how do you make a big stink uh -oh, about an application that's just a simple novelty app? Well, my key was not to focus on the app itself, but to focus on the sales and the rank in the iTunes App Store. Instead of going the direct route and sending out press releases that would tell people this is why iFart is so great and why people need to download it, I instead appealed to the development community. Because at that time, the development community didn't know what it meant if your app was selling X number of copies. What if you were number 73 in the entertainment category? How did that translate to how many sales you were actually making? So what I began doing was tracking my sales and my ranking in the iTunes App Store, and I blogged about it. And then I took that data and I sent it out to the tech blogs such as Mashable, TechCrunch, and VentureBeat and because the story behind the numbers was interesting they began covering it. Well from there as they covered it it snowballed, sales increased and increased and 12 days after the app came out we hit number one in the iTunes app store in the world and on Christmas Day we had a legitimate iFart explosion with something like 39,000 sales and it was headlines everywhere. Now, I could go on and on about examples of how telling the story and not even thinking in terms of whether or not there's a box to think inside or outside of has led to another success in my life. I would encourage you to do the same. Focus on your story. Look for what's different about what you're doing from your competitors and evaluate different angles you can take to prepare a story and present your product or your service in a way that editors and others in the media are going to want to tell the story for you. That's how to get attention. Mission complete. And time does fly when you're having fun. I don't know about you, but I'm having fun. If you're still with me, hopefully you are as well. And I hope you've learned something today. Next week's show, I'm going to tell you how I uncover and discover 
opportunity. Over my 18 years, I've done a lot of different things and I found a theme that is consistent throughout and I'm gonna share that with you. I'm actually gonna give you a hint right now with this very short phrase. Are you ready? You can write this down and then you can wonder what the heck is he talking about? Here it is, doors and windows. And no, I'm not talking about Jim Morrison and the doors and I'm not talking about Microsoft Windows. If you enjoy this podcast, I would encourage you to go and subscribe. Just go to the iTunes store and look up the Joel Calm Show. And I would really appreciate it if you would leave me a glowing review. Five stars would really make me happy. If you've enjoyed the show, go ahead and rate it on iTunes. Maybe leave your comments about why you like the show and why you're subscribing to it. And I would really appreciate that as well. Maybe tell some friends about the show and be sure to connect with me on social media. I'm Joel Com everywhere I go. So whether you look me up on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Google Plus, Instagram, Pinterest, I'm going to be the only Joel Com that you're going to find there. So go ahead, connect with me there, and I would love to hear from you. Want to hear your feedback? And of course, if you'll go to joelcom.com and leave your comments or click the contact link, and you can leave your feedback to me that way as well. That would make me very happy. And so from myself and the flying monkey. I'll see you next week. Go do good stuff. Thanks for joining us for the Joel Com Show. We hope you've learned something new and that you are inspired to grow personally and professionally. We encourage you to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and to share it with others. For more from Joel Com, visit www.joelcom.com. And until next time, do good stuff. This podcast is copyright Joel Com Inc. All rights reserved worldwide.